Okay. Hey, Christy. <laughs> hey, Edith. Do you want the worst joke in the world or do you want something vaguely funny? Uh, the worst joke in the world. I knew you would say that. Okay. What is Iron Man's favorite month? What? February. <laughs> because <laughs> F-E is the periodic table signature Ooh, for nice. iron. That's good. You know, it's funny and educational. It's not funny at all, actually. <laughs> Do you have to explain it? Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Edith. Hello, Christy over there. Hi, everybody out there who are gardeners or want to be gardeners. Our Persephone period is over, but we have six more weeks of winter coming, don't we? Yes, because uh-huh. apparently Puxatani Phil mm-hmm. again predicted more winter. Which brings up my favorite quote from the movie The Groundhog Day. Quote, This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. (laughs) That's a great quote. And you know, he's only right 39% of the time. Yeah, and yet we do it every year. Well, it's fun. It's just a really fun thing to do. It is fun. That's very, very true. Yeah. Speaking of fun. Yes. I started doing Wordle. Me too. And of course... The second word I did this week uh-huh. was the best word of them all. It Edith. was the worst word. I know because I do it too. It was moist, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> it was, was the so word great. moist. I, I couldn't thought it was, believe it. That was so wonderful. <laughs> I read that and I went, like, okay, Christy's doing this and she's giggling over there. That's what <laughs> and I you thought. know, people are upset because it got sold to the New York Times. I'm upset. And they're worried there's going to be a paywall to get to it. Or you're going to have to put up with I don't know how many commercials, just like. Just like words with friends now. Yes. You know, it's almost not worth doing anymore. In my day, you could just play Wordle for free with no commercials. I've only been playing it for like (laughs) one week. It's already gone. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm excited this week, Edith, to talk about houseplants and how to propagate them. Uh Uh-huh. Which means making them have more houseplants. Yes. Yeah, that's what it, propagating. That's exactly right. (laughs) What's Who's our patron shout-out today? Uh, everybody, let's give a big shout-out to Mary F. from Arvada, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary is a member of the Garden Party, and that means she throws a couple bucks our way so that we can pay the bills and keep doing all the fun and informative and wacky garden tips and tricks. Thank you very much, Mary. And a why not say thank you again to the rest of the people in our garden party? Oh, you know, you folks are really making a difference for us. And what about the 32 actors that we've used since we started? Isn't that amazing? They're also making a big difference. Another a, th- a shout out, a thank you to them. I'm in a grateful mood today for some reason. I don't know why. It's just not like me. Well, I, Edith, I, speaking of being grateful, I want to tell you how grateful I was to see your play last week. Oh, the one I'm in. Yeah. Yes. So Edith Thank is, you. We're, you know, Edith and I are theater people. And during the pandemic, we were 
unemployed, but things are kind of picking back up a little uh-huh. bit. I directed a play in the fall. You're in a play right now um, at Miner's Alley Playhouse doing Moon Over Buffalo. You were fantastic in it. Thank you. It's very funny. If you need a laugh and if you're in the area or the tri-state area, it's worth coming across the border. Come and see us. See, 80, see Edith dressed up as an old lady. Totally out of character. <laughs> it doesn't take much, folks. Yeah. It really doesn't. Um, do you know, Edith, that this week is Freelance Writers Appreciation Week? No, I did not know that. So I thought, as you are also a freelance writer, uh, we would I would say, I appreciate you. Yeah, but there's no writer, money Edith. in that, is there, Christy? You appreciating me? <laughs> really? It's okay. Sorry. But thank you for saying that. Um, and we also want to tell folks, if you live in the Denver metro area, that now is when you can sign up for a Denver Urban Gardens Grow a Garden program, which mm-hmm. means that they will be um, giving seeds and plants away. You just have to fill out an application, and it's pay what you can. Exactly. It's a wonderful program. And there might be one in your neck of the woods. We know there's some. We know there's one in Pennsylvania. We know there's one in Rhode Island we've heard about, one in Chicago. All the progressive states, really. Yes. <laughs> okay, I also want to make a shout out. There's another organization in Denver called Earthlinks. That's nothing to do with, like, the internet or anything like uh-huh. that. Their mission statement is to build connections with people and the earth for their mutual benefit. They educate grown-ups and school children on gardening. But this is the best. They do outreach to the homeless, which they um, teach them things. They bring them out and they teach them about gardening and the, the make crafts and stuff that the oh, homeless can sell great. in their shop. Yeah, they're absolutely wonderful. So check it out. It's in the Sun Valley neighborhood there by the stadium. Is that Sun Valley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Earthlink. So Earthlinks-Colorado.org. And we'll put a link for that and for Denver Urban Gardens in our in the show notes. Edith, do you also know that, um, well, you know, folks, we love to celebrate um, National uh, Naked Gardening. Actually, it's World Naked Gardening Day, which is always the first Saturday in May, but uh-huh. you know today is Edith. No, it's just working naked day, <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're clothed. Sadly, yes, yes, you I, are. I should have I should have sent you a memo beforehand so that we both could have been <laughs> prepared. Oh no, our engineer is running from the room, <laughs> naked. He's naked. Yeah. He got the memo apparently. <laughs> hey, hey, can I do an interesting garden fact? Yes. I just read about, did you know that in medieval times, the rich, the wealthy and powerful rich would not eat root vegetables because they were grown in the dirt? (laughs) They only wanted to grow things that were up in the air, you know, like Uh whatever, what is up in the air. So they didn't eat, they didn't like carrots. No, that was for poor people food. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? There's that, lots of my favorite food comes from. But well, when the you ground. think about it, there's since they didn't eat tomatoes, they thought they were poisonous. There's not a whole lot that is what above the ground, but onions meat. are in everything. Yeah. That's right. They only ate meat. They didn't eat vegetables. No wonder their lives were brutish and short. Right. They, they did not eat vegetables. That's why they always got gout. And they always got gout. That is exactly <laughs> correct. So Edith, yes. what's going on in your garden in February? Well, believe it or not, I've got some things going on yeah. in my garden. I am still uh, harvesting carrots, and oh, they're amazing. Good you know what I realized? 
it's February and I'm harvesting carrots because of where I planted them. They are next to a wall, mm-hmm. uh, not a wall, a fence, a wooden fence. They get direct southern sunlight and they're the first thing that the snow melts from. So they're oh. the warmest part. And they're not rotted. They're not frozen. They're amazing. That's great. Did you grow the little fingers again? No, I grew big ones. Oh, really? The little fingers might have frozen because they're so little. Right. I usually grow Danvers half long. Okay. And, oh my gosh, they're just they're just great. And what about your garden? Well, I went and bought seeds. Did I bought you? a bunch of seeds. Yeah. And there are three I want to talk to you about that are slightly different. Okay. They're new for me. The first one I got is um, I got mammoth sunflower seeds. Ooh. So I've said this, like I one of my garden favorite garden mistakes of the year was that I didn't grow big sunflowers. So I got the seeds and these sunflowers get to be six to 12 feet tall. Wow. And um, so I'm hoping I have a big row of ginormous sunflowers. Yeah. I also got, for the first time I'm going to grow, romaine lettuce. Oh, excellent. Because I eat it all the time. Excellent. I've never grown it. This variety is called Paris Island Kaz. Mm-hmm. And it's then, beautiful. Um, Edith, you're going to just f- freaking love these flowers I got. They are, it's a new kind of marigold. Because, you know, I grew those African marigolds right, last year. And they right. were so big and huge. Then I saw this. I bought some more of those. And then I saw this. It's a variety of marigolds of the African variety. And they're called Kilimanjaro White. <gasps> Oh my gosh, they are so pretty. That? And these are all botanical interests, which which that company's based right here in the Denver metro area in Broomfield, Colorado. So no. that's pretty exciting. You will save some of those yeah. seeds, right, for me? Yeah, and don't forget, folks, who are interested in the African marigolds, if you become a member of the garden party, and if you're at least a lawn chair lettuce level, mm-hmm. we'll send you seeds from our gardens. And I saved a lot of African and I have marigolds. the fr- and I have the French marigolds. Yeah, so and want these know, be pretty mingled in with white though. Yeah, oh I'm really gosh, excited about that. So beautiful. Hey, I also bought seeds, of yeah. course, and I bought them from a new place, Baker's Heirloom Seeds. Oh, from I've Missouri. seen that company. Yeah, Christy, there's no shipping charge. Wow, that's amazing. So I got um, things that I've never heard of, which is so exciting. Okay, the one is, you know, I love greens and I love lettuce. There's a lettuce, a butterhead lettuce called Gustav's Salad. So I bought seeds for that. The cool thing about that is you can plant it close together and you get baby greens or you can space them further apart and you get the whole butter. How's the word butterhead? Is that the word? Sure. Like okay. a butter leaf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like got a butter that. lettuce, yeah. Then I got a kind of Swiss chard that is called perpetual spinach. Because it tastes more like spinach than Swiss chard. Oh, interesting. It's so interesting. And then not only do they not charge, and folks, they don't sponsor us or anything. I, we just like to share good deals that we find. Not only does Baker's Seeds not charge you shipping, but if you buy something, they give you a free packet of seeds. And they gave me a free packet of Japanese wasabi radish. Oh, that sounds spicy. Oh, doesn't that sound great? Oh, when you grow those, 
you have to bring them in and we'll have to try them. Yes. In absolutely. a podcast. Absolutely. That yeah. sounds fun. Doesn't that sound great? And have you winter sewed? Christy, I've been busy. I just opened a show. I no. know. Well, I did. I can't take the pressure anymore. <laughs> I did a bunch of winter sewing. You did. So I'm going to tell you what I did. Okay. I winter sewed a bunch of mostly perennial flowers so uh-huh. far. Um, so I always do poppies because I just figure I can never have too many poppies in my yard. So I, I agree. did some. Mm-hmm. I also winter sewed some pent salmon. Which is a xeriscapic plant that uh, bees and hummingbirds love. And then Coreopsis. Mm-hmm. I did some of that. Some Mexican hat. Uh, you know that beautiful orange butterfly weed I have? Yes. I did some of that. Um, I winter sowed some pot marigold, which is a calendula. And some red bird in a tree. Which is a great little plant because their flowers look like little red birds. I remember, I remember talking I, about that in one of our first episodes. And I collected seed from my plant. I've never successfully winter sowed it, so I guess we'll see how it turns out. And delphinium, mm-hmm, which, I love that. Which I it did germinate last year, but I don't think the plant made it again. So I winter sowed it again. Okay. And I also winter sow every year columbine and foxglove because then I can guarantee I know I'm going to have some. And it'll be where I want it to be. Yes. Total control over the garden. Yes, ma'am. And a lot of people are winter sowing out there. In fact, later on, we'll have from in mailbag, we'll have a couple of people who've asked questions about winter sowing. We have some really good questions about it. Um, So uh, we hope people are out there winter sowing. Yes. And if you need answers about it, we also have two different podcasts we did on it. So... Welcome to the world of winter sowing. It's a great world. Yeah, I'm going to start doing my uh, vegetables and uh, ten and and hardy annuals in a couple weeks, maybe like middle to end of February. Uh-huh. And it's totally not too late for you to start. Oh no, it is. I know flowers. Yeah, yeah you got I lots mean, of time. Yeah, I got lots of time, but it's also been below zero, so just I didn't want to be outside either. Right, you can do that. it inside or find a nice fifty. But next week we should get some 50 next week. We got some fifties coming. Yep. Alrighty, folks. Well, if there are words or terms you're not familiar with, uh, please check out the Upside Down Dictionary on our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. Or click on the link in our show notes. We also have fun stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. And now we have for you one of our favorite pod plays, and it's about houseplants. How topical. Roll it. Upside Down Tulips is brought to you by Houseplants. <sighs> Hi there. Hello. Isn't it spring? Yeah, I guess so. It says so on my calendar. So why aren't you out in the garden? Um, don't you see all the snow out there? Ah, kind of a bummer, huh? I'll say. Especially when all you want to do is get outside. Clean up the flower beds. See what has survived the winter. Get your hands in some soil and plant some peas and pansies. Thanks for rubbing it in. Have you ever considered houseplants? Houseplants? A houseplant is another part of your garden. Just inside, in your house. Huh. Isn't that a houseplant over there? Where? Over there, in the corner. Oh, 
Why, yes it is. I guess I forgot it. Looks like it could use some water. Why, hello there, little one. You look thirsty. There. Well, that's much better. Let's move you over to this window. Oh, you like that, don't you? You need a name. How about Paula? Yeah. You look like a Paula. Paula the Pothos plant. And you know what? You need a new pot and some fresh soil and some fertilizer. You look hungry. I'll be right back, Paula. I am going to the potting shed to get a few things. House plants. Your other garden. Inside your house. House plants. Try one today. I'm back, Paula. Say, who the heck was I just talking to? Over here. I'm the ficus in the foyer. So, Edith, yeah, do you believe in cloning? I don't know. Um, Would you clone yourself? No. Would you clone a pet? No. Did you know that plant propagation is essentially cloning? Okay, it's different in the plant world, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not know that. And, you know, it's just simply a way of creating new plants. Um, you know, some plants, if you buy them in the nursery, can be cheap. Some plants can be incredibly expensive. You know what? It's probably very, um, I find when I do it, which is not that often, but when I do it, it's rewarding too. Yeah. Because you're taking something and you're making it into a bigger something. You're cloning it. You're cloning it. Yeah. I guess I do believe in cloning <laughs> after all. Okay. And it's also mm. a, uh, the type of houseplant propagation we're talking about, folks, is, is actually called asexual propagation. Okay, what's the sexual type? It That's what they call when you're planting seeds. So that you're propagating oh. a plant with a seed, and that's called asexual propagation. But when you're cloning it, it's as we're doing asexual. House, it's asexual propagation. And um, a couple of things for people to be aware of is that when you are cloning, when you're propagating a houseplant, they will typically need more attention than a full-grown plant. Like babies do. They're babies. Oh, that's such a great point. And um, you do have a small risk of failure when you are propagating plants. So, you know, I don't think I always have 100%. So give yourself a break yeah. as, you, as you try to clone and propagate a plant. The one thing I think gardening teaches you is to give yourself a break. Not yeah. everything is 100%. You don't have yeah. to succeed at every single thing. Mm -hmm. You just keep going. Yeah. So with house plants. If it doesn't work, it goes in the compost pile. That's right. Circle of life. That's right. Uh, so you don't need a lot of tools to propagate plants. In fact, really, in some ways, you don't need anything at all. I would say one thing that's important is to have um, a some pair of sharp knife or scissors. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll need some water. And you can decide for yourself if you want the water to be just from your tap water or even distilled water. I just use tap water. That's what Nothing I use, wrong too. wrong with tap water. Uh, and depending upon how you do it, you may need some soil, and that can just be potting soil, uh -huh. or that you, or it could be some type of vermiculite that would also work. Mm -hmm. And you also may want to consider a rooting hormone, depending upon how you want to propagate your plants. And this is can be one something that you buy in the store. I have some right here. I don't use this, by the way, because I'm menopausal. Thank you. 
So this is just, this is the kind I have. I bought it several years ago and it lasts forever. And it is made out of something called an auxin, which is A-U-X-I-N-S, which is a naturally occurring plant hormone. And so they are, even though they are produced naturally, you know, it is a commercial product. So if that's something that you don't want to do at all, you know, there's another type of rooting hormone that you can use that you probably have in your pantry. What is it? Apple cider vinegar. Come on, really? That apple cider vinegar does freaking everything. I did not know that. That's so interesting, Christy. And some people will also consider using a heat mat. Mm-hmm. For their little propagated yeah. babies, you ask you don't have to. I mean, if you have a, if you think it needs to be warmer, put them in the kitchen. If you're a cook, it's usually yeah. the warmest room in my house, and make sure it's in a sunny window. Yeah, you know, um, the two basic ways that people will propagate house plants is either through water mm-hmm. or through soil, and in general. If you use the soil method, a lot of people swear by that because it reduces the number of stages that you go through. But if you put it in water, you see the roots grow and it's so much more exciting. And you'll see how things are how things are doing. Yeah. Um, if you put it in the soil, you don't risk damaging the roots mm-hmm. through the transfer process because some plants will have very tender roots to them, so you won't damage it. Um but, and if you do it in, in soil, you have to make sure you keep them in a very humid environment, little cuttings, little babies, like a lot yeah. of humidity. But if it's it, if it's in a glass of water, it's surrounded by humidity. It is. And then you can see when the roots are big enough and strong enough to transplant. So yeah. that's really, that's my preferred yeah. way is to put it in water first. I, I've done it both ways, kind of depending upon, I think, what the plant is. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's start. Should we just talk about stem cuttings? Yes. Should we start off with that? About stem cuttings. So um, a stem cutting is where you would cut something off a plant, like a pothos plant, I think is one of the most popular things for a stem cutting. Don't you think? Yes. Um, you it, you can have any length of it, but I've discovered the longer the cutting is, the worse it does. That is interesting. I, I always, I don't know why, but I always not, don't put a really long cutting in either. I propagated a lot of Swedish ivy, mm, which also yeah. works really, really well in yeah. water. Huh, okay. Uh, usually you want to make sure that the cutting has two nodes. Or in other words, two bumps is the only way I can okay, two describe bumps, it. Huh? Yeah. Nipples. We could call them nipples. <laughs> no? And, um, uh, and again, make sure when you're cutting it that you use a sharp mm-hmm. knife or a sharp scissors. And ma- make sure it's clean. Clean, yes. Clean. Oh, that's also a good point. And if there are any lower leaves, remove those. They'll so rot. they That's right. Mm-hmm. It's also true whenever you have cut flowers. If, you're, if, you, if somebody ever gives you cut flowers and you put them in a vase, make sure you get rid of all the lower leaves. Yes, always. Because they will rot mm-hmm. and they won't take very well. And you should be prepared to change the water. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Because they get kind of, I don't know, yucky. It's like cut flowers after a while. This, yeah. The water stinks. Yeah. And I try to think like how often I would do that. And I would say like maybe a couple times, maybe twice a month or something like that. I do mm-hmm. it when I think of it. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not always successful. <laughs> I do it about once a week. And also, okay. the other reason I like it in water is that you can see when the water's going down, and which of course will kill the little thing. 
when it yes. needs more water. Yes, yes, yes. Remember Excellent to replenish. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember when I said that I was going to, I'm keeping my geraniums, Edith, in the attic? Yes. And I want to clarify to folks that I brought my geraniums in, and my attic isn't like some scary attic that's all dark and full of ghosts. It actually has windows in it, so it does get some sunlight. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just let everybody know that so far all my geraniums that were in their pots that I brought in are all still alive. But I did do some stem cuttings of geraniums. And? I have them here. Oh, look at that. Now, first of all, I want to show you, Edith, that this is the one I told you that is, can you believe it? I see the root from all the way over here. And this one here, this big one here, is blooming, this little cutting, which is weird. It wasn't blooming when you stuck it in there. No, I stuck this in in November. October, October. I brought them in that when That is fantastic. So um, I'll show you. Like, you can kind of see. Yeah, you could see how they each have little tiny, tiny, delicate little roots that are, and they're all still alive. Um, I just changed the water on this. And what I think is that. Ooh, that's the root. Look at that Look at root. that one. And this is this is the smallest one. Wow. I also think is that I think it rooted because it's not touching the bottom of the glass. Huh. I think that might be why. Like it's just kind of floating in the water. It's not touching. You know what else I think might be, and I'm no scientist or botanist, but the smaller the cutting, the more energy the plant can put into the root rather than blooming or growing that could be, but that I just could couldn't be, cut huh? this bloom off. I thought it was just so oh, it's pretty very to see pretty, it. Up very, there. very pretty. So I'm just going to leave. I just changed a lot. I'm going to leave them up here. They've been in here since whenever we got our first frost in October. Uh -huh. I'm going to leave them in here. And yeah. then when do we get, I think maybe when, um, I'm going to pot them up maybe, like maybe April-ish. I'm just going to leave them in here and just see what yeah. happens. Yeah, nice. But uh, But that's making... A whole new plant. And you can see this is that the color is still that same beautiful sa salmon. Yeah, yeah it's I love true. that. It's called Rocky Mountain Salmon. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's a clone of the original plant. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's nice. Chrissy, and, that looks great. Okay, cool. Upside Down Tulips is brought to you by Bindweed Singles. Hello, I'm home. Hello, Mr. Whiskers. And hello, Snowball. And Dolly Burton. And Shimple Shanks, Leonardo DiCatrio, Luna Star, Katy Perry, Polka Dot, Ricky Ticky Tabby, Katzy Klein, and Katniss Everdeen. Let's see what we have here. It's fresh fish from the fishmonger for all my little babies. Mama loves you, yes she does. I'll just pop a Lean Cuisine into the microwave. And let's see what we have on TV tonight. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette Naked and Afraid, and The Bachelor Squid Games. <sighs> Another Saturday night alone. Mr. Whiskers, sometimes I think I will never find love. Every time I go on a date, it never ends well. Turns out not everyone appreciates the dedication and devotion and smell of a crazy cat lady. Are you looking for that special person for a forever relationship? Someone who accepts you for all you are? No matter what crazy thing you are into? Here at Bindweed Singles, we can match your crazy with the kind of crazy that goes with all kinds of crazy. 
Introducing Crazy Plant Singles. Hello, I'm home. Our crazy plant singles come with a home so thick with houseplants that it looks like they are slowly losing a game of Jumanji. Hello, Mr. Leafy, and hello, Jade, and Spider-Man, and Leaf Erickson, Woody, Orlando Bloom, Tree Diddy, Sir Pokesalot, Flora, and Cactus Everdeen. Look what we have here. It's fresh compost from the nursery for all my little babies. Mama loves you. Yes, she does. It's not hoarding if it's plants. Crazy plant singles have so many plants that they have increased happiness and are more available for love. With a crazy plant single, we guarantee the roots of your love will grow deeper with time and the ties that bind will grow stronger every year. Can't spend much time here because I have a date tonight. Oh, here she is. Hello, kitty. Hello, Fern. Ready for our date? I got us tickets to see a play. Let me guess, cats? Nope, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that is perfect. Find your perfect partner at Bindweed Singles and you'll never be able to let each other go. Oh, and Edith, I also wanted to say, as we were talking about pothos, did you see here in our little pod studio that I have these new little houseplant shelves that are clear plastic suction cups that I stuck on the window <laughs> that I have my pothos plants in there? Oh, that's very nice. And because um, I, I thought they would be safe from Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's Because smart. he yeah. loves houseplants and yeah. he just gets in them. Well... The one over here, which is right in front of, which is right above my desk where all my files are, he got in that one last week, knocked it off, and I swear to heavens, eat it. It was as if that pothos exploded and soil was all over the place. Oh, man. And it took me about an hour and a half to clean it up, and I'm still finding pieces of soil everywhere, and I hope the plant's going to be okay. Oh, I bet it will. We'll see. We'll see. But that cat... Has a tendency that cat loves houseplants, loves to dig in it, loves to knock things over. Mm -hmm. And so, this brings us to doing um, leaf cutting, which is that I had a Sansevierius, also known as a mother in law's tongue, which I'm not a huge fan of that name because uh, my mother in law is awesome, and I don't think that's a very nice name for a plant. <laughs> Well, they get the to describe them if you don't know what they look like. They get very, very, very large, massive, rather thin leaves, and they end in a point. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they also have they're very tolerant of a lot of different light levels, mm -hmm. so they're a really easy plant to grow. Well, I had that here in the pod in the pod studio, and what did Leonardo DiCaprio do? He probably got into it. He kept knocking it over. And yeah. so what was happening is that all the tips were breaking off. And what I did not know at the time is what I would do is I said, oh, this plant that, you know, the, you know, the leaves would be broken in half. I would just throw the leaves in the compost pile. And what I did not know, but I have since learned, is that I should have propagated those leaves. Yes, because you can even take one large leaf. And you can cut it into pieces. Yes. Stick it in soil. Don't you don't even have to stick it very deep. 
just make sure that you stick it in the way it was growing. You don't want to oh. stick it in upside down. Like good point. Like upside down tulips. No, <laughs> remember which way it was growing. And then you, I could have had all these baby Santaverius, yes. um, but I did did figure out eventually that because Leonardo kept knocking over the plant, that I could do it. And what I did was I actually first of all I stuck it in water, so it's like a it's like a leaf cutting. I stuck it in water, and it was in water for a couple of months, and sure enough, it started to grow roots, and then little babies started to come out of it. So then I stuck it in the plant and it was really great. And you were marveling about how cool it was. Mm -hmm. And then guess what happened? He got into it. He got into it again. Oh, jeez. So now I have removed that plant from here and I put mm -hmm. it up way up high on a shelf mm -hmm. in the bathroom that he so far has not been able to get well, to. Well, good. Because, you know, you can also put it straight into soil or water like we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier. Yes. And I hope it lives. Um, another great way to propagate plants is with offshoots. And the most popular plant that I know that does this is the aloe vera plant. Mm -hmm. So essentially what the plant does is that it just makes babies. Yeah. They're very constantly making babies and they're called pups, which mm -hmm. I did not know. And um, I have three huge aloe veras in my living room, which bloom. And I'm waiting to see if they're going to bloom. Usually it's around March or April that they have bloomed before. And when it, all the babies are being produced, when they're a certain size, sometimes you don't even need to work that hard because you could just gently give them a little tug and they'll just fall off in your hand. That is great. Or use, a if, if they've gotten really big, use a sharp knife, a clean sharp knife to cut it off close to the mother plant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make sure that if you're cutting it off... Uh, that the roots are kind of big enough to live without being attached to the mm -hmm. mother. That's a really good point because they will have little roots. I've also heard this too is that you shouldn't try to plant them right away. You, you should harden them off. Harden them off. Yeah. So I've got about maybe 15 or so that I am hardening off right now. So what that means is, and this this is this also goes for um, uh, the succulents. If a leaf or something, if it falls off, or you cut it off, you don't want it to be there with a scar, with a fresh scar. What you need to do is, with a fresh cut, I mean, mm -hmm. you don't want a fresh cut. You need to let it scar over. So depending on the plant, you may just let it lie there. Let it lie there for a while without watering. A couple watering. days, right? Yes, without watering it. Yeah. And then you can stick it in. And like I said, it depends on which plant it is. Because I've had it sometimes with aloe veras that I've waited a couple of days and I've stuck it in. But if I bury it too deep, the whole thing just turns into jelly. Exactly. Some some are so easy. You know, the hen and chicks plant the echeveria. Yeah. I used to walk up and down the alley. And when I would see them, I would take a little baby, put it in my pocket, continue on my walk. When I get home, I'd stick it in my soil. Because if it's in the alley, it's fair game. It, folks, it, the, there was actually a sign, take what you want. Oh, nice. That's good. I know. It was very sweet. And guess what? what? That's the aloe vera, that's the hens and chicks that I have in my yard because you gave me hens and chicks. That's right. Last year, you gave me a jade plant. Yes. And it's been doing really well, but it's gotten really gangly. And guess what happened? What? Leonardo DiCatrio <laughs> knocked it off the kitchen <laughs> windowsill. And I'm showing it to you here. I mean, it's got branches that are about like 
I don't know, like 18 two, inches. 18 inches. Yeah. And can you see, Edith, that two of these here, I do. well, mm-hmm. three of them yeah. are bent over because yeah. when he knocked it off it, you know, it's kind of snappy, mm-hmm. so they're kind of bent. And so it's been like this for a couple weeks. And so should I cut, I should cut these off? Yes. Cut, cut off the branches. That are bent and broken. Okay. Allow it to dry for one to two weeks. Oh my goodness. One to two weeks. Remember, it's a succulent. Okay. Um, once the cut has dried, then you put it in a potting mixture, half vermiculite or perlite and half soil. So something really super light. Yes. Water it sparingly so that it's only damp until it takes root. Okay. So don't, because you you know how they can rot yeah. so easily. And these lower leaves here, should I strip those? Yeah. Don't. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's um, really helpful. Mm-hmm. So after it's rooted, then you can treat it like you would a normal jade plant. You can or can't use rooting hormone if you want, yes or no. And do you you. also think as long as I'm doing that, because some of these other branches are so long, I should just trim them off? Why not? Sure. And so it's just at a more reasonable- Because it's gotten really leggy. Yes. It's gotten really leggy. And I can kind of see like, well, like here it looks like it's going to start a new little branch. So maybe I cut it off Mm -hmm. before the new little branch or something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. I really appreciate that. Um, So yes, Edith, tell us about- Orchids, the plant that I love to kill. <laughs> okay. They're either really easy or really hard for some reason, but every once in a while, not all the time, uh, orchids will produce baby orchids that are known as kikis. Um, they're identical copies of the parent. They're, they're uh-huh. cloned, and they appear either on an old or a new flower spike. Now, you have to let it, uh, you have to let it grow for a year or more. You don't want to be picking it off because it's Gardeners just a little are the tiny most patient thing. People, you have to be patient. Okay, so it's ready to be on its own when it has two or three leaves and several roots, oh. with the largest being about three inches. Yeah, three inches seems right. Yeah, that yes. seems right. Right, that's healthy. That's that's like one one of your spider plant roots. Yeah, they yeah. look very healthy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Isn't that? I had. I didn't know. I I just found. It this. sounds like a little bit like spider plants. Which are so super easy. easy. Super now, easy. Here I have some spider plants that I have been, because um, the spider plants will make pups, they'll make babies that'll come off it. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio loves to attack the spider plants and not and pull them down. So I, you'll look at my spider plants. I have no babies on them at all because he keeps knocking them off. And so I just keep grabbing them and putting them in water. And then after about a couple of weeks or so, they have very strong roots. Look at those, yeah, Edith. they're really great. These are like two inches long and they're very sturdy roots. They almost look like, I don't know, like bok choy or something like that, Folks, right? This very is, sturdy. this is the plant that really cleans the air in your house. Easy to take care of if you don't have a leaping cat. Uh, and this, this is one's a wonderful pretty, it's variegated leaves. You have a kind like this. I'm happy to share these babies with you, Edith. Oh, no, I do have, I have a okay. big kind like that. Um, I'd love to also talk about ficus okay. trees. Because okay. if you remember, Edith, last year I had uh, my ficus was just getting destroyed. Why was it getting destroyed? Do you sense a theme happening here, Edith? Uh-huh. The cat. Was Edith, it the cat? Leonardo DiCaprio loved to jump in it, loved to climb it, loved to bang on it. And I thought I was going to absolutely lose that plant. But I did a couple things, which is one, I repotted it just a little bit bigger because I'd never repotted in about 20 years. And then I did something I'd never done before, which is I pruned it. And what I didn't know at the time, which I wish I would have known, is that I 
is that I took all the branches that I pruned off and I put them in the compost pile. Well, what I found out, Edith, is that it's very easy to propagate a ficus tree hmm. by, and I'm doing this with a soil method, hmm. which is that mm-hmm. I got, I trimmed it again, and I trimmed off all the lower leaves. I dipped it in some rooting hormone, and I put it in some very light potting soil in a plastic cup, like a solo drinking cup, but it's clear, and I poked holes in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So this way I can see if it's going to take root or not. Good. Oh, so great. That, and, and I wish I would have known that sooner because I could have had like 50 ficus plants I could be given away. <laughs> yes, you could have. <laughs> but I said I have two. Some plants don't like to be divided. Yeah, let's talk about that. Some plants don't like that. They like they actually like to be root bound. Um, I'm going to go through a, a list here. Yeah, I think I'd, I want to know this. Peace lily, get out. Seriously, you have a peace lily, don't you? Yes, and it's gigantic. And I was going to give you half, but I'm not going to now because they wouldn't <laughs> like it. Do you know what would happen if I divided it? What? It wouldn't flower anymore. Oh my goodness. Well, that why is... have a peace lily if it doesn't flower? Right. That is so important to know. Uh, spider plant, it said, likes to be root bound. Mine are really root bound. Yeah. Um, African violets, aloe. Your you have your aloes are gigantic. Yeah. They like it that way. They don't want more space in there. Asparagus fern, Christmas cactus, jade, snake plant, and Boston fern. Oh. Do not divide them unless they're literally like popping out of the. And you know what I've done with cactus plant before which is that I have, with when leaves of like a chunk has fallen off, you can trim it and you can stick a, a piece of it in soil and propagate it that way. Yeah. Which yeah. I tried to do, but then Leonardo DiCaprio got in it. Of course he did. Of course <laughs> he, did. he did. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. I can't. So let, the, the, there are plants that need to be root bound for as long as possible. They'll be way, way happier. I'm that way sometimes too. <laughs> root bound? Yeah. <laughs> Christy, Edith, what time is it? Oh, please tell me. I think it's mailbag time. Ring, ring. Look, I have a letter right here in front of me. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, it's from Erin. Listen to this letter. Hi, friends. That's nice. My favorite time of year to garden is January and February when there is no possible way to plant anything and I can sit guilt-free and plan my garden with bright colored seed catalogs scattered about me. Love it. My husband calls these seed catalogs garden porn... (laughs) I have tried. Any opportunity, kids, that she gets, she does that. Okay. That <laughs> that was my comment on Christy, not on you, Erin. Here we go. Boom, chicka, boom. Erin continues. I have tried indoor sewing with sad results. I don't have space in my tiny house, and invariably I forget to water them for an hour, and then all of the seedlings die or they don't make it through transplant. So I am looking forward to winter sewing in milk jugs, but I am wondering... Why can't I just put the seeds directly into the ground where I want to plant the seeds and then put the top of the milk jug on like a hat? Thoughts, opinions, comments on my laziness? (laughs) Your friend, Erin. Take it away, Christy. Well, Erin, I think that you have beautifully described all the reasons why we don't like to indoor sow and why we like to outdoor winter sow. And um, we can't wait to hear how it's going for you. Um, and I thought that was such a great question about putting seeds directly in the ground with a hat. And it's sort of like, I guess you could call it like a winter cloche. Um, and I think that you should try it. I think it'll work. You think it'll work? Yeah, I do. I don't. Like it, 
Oh, no. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll see. Right? Yeah, because it's just, because Mother Nature, I mean, that's what Mother Nature does anyways, Edith, right? You know, all she's saying is, it's like they take the top of a milk jug. Uh-huh. And so you're in the earth, you plant your seeds, you take the top of a milk jug, and you put it on top. Now, the danger will be that the milk jug could get knocked off, so you probably have to bury it a couple inches or, you know. Of course, yeah. So, or put it in a secluded area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I say give it a try. I might try it, too. I say give it a try. Well, I think Aaron, it'll work. Erin, do you see how I am? I'm such a negative person. But honestly, that is a great question. Yeah, yeah. let's try it. And, you know, I think we'll have to wait to discuss your laziness at another time. We're too lazy to discuss it now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, but if we have time, I we also had somebody on Facebook, Edith, ask us a question about winter sewing. Yeah. And this is pretty interesting. This is Ruth asked this question. She says, I don't have milk jugs, but I have a lot of plastic jugs from pretzel rods, meaning they are clear plastic, approximately same vo- volume as gallon milk jugs with a large round snap-on lid. Should I keep the lid and poke the holes or stick the whole thing outside sans lid? And she lives in Zone 6 in Pennsylvania. And I have to say, I've heard of great success with those type of containers. Um, I think you get them a lot at Costco or they could be filled with like cheese doodles or things like that. She said they had a large opening though. Right. Doesn't that let the cold air come in? So she should not throw away the lid. What she should do instead is because what you want is you want to keep the lid and poke holes in it. Okay. You want ventilation and condensation. So that lid is so big that if you didn't put the lid on it, you would not get any condensation and way too much ventilation. So I suggest to you, Ruth, to play around with the number and size of the holes, but you may want to try six to eight holes about the size of a pencil, Mm -hmm. like a drill bit, Mm -hmm. or less if you do bigger holes. And uh, boy, we send both of you folks good vibes on your winter sewing, and please keep us updated, and we want pictures. Yeah, promise us you'll do that. Keep us updated. We're interested. And folks, if you have questions about winter sewing or questions about anything else, then all you need to do is write to us and you too could be in mailbag, UpsideDownTulips.com or UpsideDownTulips at Gmail. Or our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. You already said that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Everybody could use a little gardening inspiration. And here's Edith. This gardening inspiration is from George Bernard Shaw. Oh, good one. A playwright. He wrote Pygmalion and a philosopher. He says, quote, The best place to find God is in a garden. You can dig for him there. Ah, oh, yeah. Sweet, right? That's, that's, that's one of my favorites. Do you know that he lived to be 94? Do you know what killed him? What? He fell off a ladder while pruning. Oh, no. He got too close to God. Oh, no. Too soon. Too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Oh, that's good. Oh, wonderful, Edith. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Upside Down Tulips. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montreux Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value out of this week's episode, oh, please do us a favor. Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. Go to denisegentilini.com or find that link at upsidedowntulips.com. And thank you to our excellent yet enigmatic engineer. A special thanks to our local nursery and a friend of the show, Southwest Gardens. And join us next week for a brand new episode all about bees and butterflies and how to attract them to your garden. Don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. 
Thank you. Upside down.